Hey, well, good morning or good afternoon or good evening whenever you're listening or watching uh, our journey through Scripture. I'm glad that you have chosen to join us uh, again today. My name is Philip Thomas. I'm pastor of Journey here in Elgin, Texas. And, uh, and we have, we've begun quite a journey as we journey through the Bible in chronological order. Uh, it's going to take a while. We have now made it through Genesis uh, chapter 11. Uh, and that, that kind of concludes kind of one time period, if you will. This was the, through, up through the Tower of Babel, up through Genesis chapter 11. Um, that is the end, if you will, of kind of the prehistory. Uh, it's, it's talking about the creation of the world, the beginning of, of everything. It's really not, uh, there's, there's not a direct tie um, to a historical uh, chronolog- chronology. Uh, that's, that's, a, that's a word that it takes a while to spit out. Um, once we get to Genesis chapter 12, we're introduced uh, to one of the main characters, obviously, in the Bible. We're introduced to Abram at this time, whose name would later be changed to Abraham. Uh, but now we start to find ourselves within a, a historical context. Estimates are, of course, this is very, very hard to do, but this is probably around the year 2000 B.C., uh, that's kind of the estimated time frame that we are in whenever Abram is called uh, from Ur to move uh, from, from there, which is kind of in southern Turkey, uh, to move over to the promised land, to, to Canaan, uh, to the, the land that is, that is now where Israel is today. And so so this, this begins the story of God. You know, so what we've had is We've had the introduction to who God is through all of the prehistory stories, through the uh, creation narrative, through uh, Noah, through the Tower of Babel, uh, through all of that, we, we've get, been given a glimpse of who God is. Now we're going to start seeing how God is, interacts with the world. So we've seen this constant move away from the garden as sin has become more and more uh, evident People have moved further and further away from the the garden, and in a sense, further and further away from God. But God is not done with creation. God is not done with humanity. He still desires to reach out to humanity, and and He created us to be good, and He wants us to live that way. And that brings us to Genesis chapter 12. So if you haven't read, we're going to, today, on this Tuesday, we're going to be looking at Genesis chapter 12 through chapter 15. So if you need to, take a pause and, and read through that, uh, and, uh, and we will dive right in. So Genesis chapter 12 talks about Abram, uh, the Lord says to Abram, says, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you uh, and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And you and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Right, so kind of out of nowhere, we have God choosing Abram. It's interesting, it doesn't really say why God chose Abram. Now we can piece that together uh, as we learn more about the, the story, about uh, clearly Abram shows some sort of a faithfulness, a righteousness towards God, uh, but we don't know much about him. You know, with Noah... Um, it said you were righteous in your own time among the people, uh, right? But with Abram, we don't really know exactly why God chose him. 
but he did. He chose him specifically, and he, this is a, an amazing calling that, that he asked Abram to do. This is not easy. So he calls him to leave his family, leave his homeland, and travel uh, all the way across the desert to a new place. Now, the reward is great, right? And we, we look at that and we say, oh, well, that's, that would be an easy choice to make. Look at the blessings. And my name will be blessed. The nations will be blessed. Um, but step back and think about what God is calling Abraham to do. I mean, that, that's a, a massive move. And this isn't, this isn't moving in the year uh, 2021, right? You're not, you're not renting a U-Haul uh, or you're not getting a moving company to move all your stuff and then hopping on a plane and going to, to your final destination. You're packing up your whole family and you're beginning to walk across the desert. Uh, not an easy lifestyle, not an easy ask. Um, and, and Abram is, is wealthy. We know he's wealthy. Uh, we know that he's probably comfortable where he is. But God has asked him now to move. And, and God is going to now use this people group uh, to reach the world around them, that they will be used to bless other nations. And that, that's so important to always understand, is that God's desire was to use the, what we would consider the Jewish people today, use the Hebrews, that they will be called, the Israelites, different, different names, same people group, use them to bless other nations. And he says, I will bless those who bless you. I will curse him who curses you. Uh, that's, that's an interesting one because the, the people of, of Israel, the Jewish people are still here today. You can make the case that that people group throughout history uh, has undergone more oppression and difficulty than maybe any other people group. Now, that's uh, somewhat subjective uh, we don't know for sure, but there's, there's not many who would be worse than what the Jews have had throughout history. Uh, and you have seen that over and over again. But the fact that they are still here, <laughs> the fact that, that they are still known, really is a testament uh, to God's uh, power behind them. Um, because they, they have been nearly wiped out numerous times uh, throughout history. And so and they've always been a small group of people, and they continue to that uh, to this day. Um, so it's interesting that that has come true, right? That God has continued to bless them uh, to keep that people group uh, surviving even till today. It says, and in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And that's, that's, that's an interesting uh, part of this blessing that God gives. And I would say that that has clearly come true. Uh, now, it's not perfect. It's not that, uh, that all of the, the Jewish people have blessed us, but what has come from them uh, has been a blessing uh, to the world, uh, has been a blessing to all peoples, um, because through them we have the Ten Commandments. Through them we're going to have you know, God's desire and plan for morality, of the biblical morality. We're going to see that fleshed out. Uh, through this group of people. Uh, and the Judeo-Christian foundation has made an amazing difference in the world around us. And it has been a blessing to so many. Now, it's also made up of people, so it's been used to harm as well. I understand that. But overall, the Judeo-Christian influence in the world uh, has been a major blessing uh, and has lifted the world uh, out of uh, m- many... Uh, 
many difficult situations. It's also lifted the world out of uh, a, a lot of uh, moral codes that were so moral. Um, and I, I think that the biblical foundation of the Ten Commandments uh, has certainly been a blessing to the world around us. So Abram, uh, he, he hears God and he begins this trek. And it's important to recognize that Abram is 75 years old. So he's not a spring chicken. Uh, he has uh, already uh, lived most of his life, right? I mean, he wasn't expecting to start a, a new journey like this for sure. Uh, but God calls him to do that. And so Abram moves his family uh, and they uh, begin making their trek to the promised land, to Canaan, to what we would consider now uh, the, the nation of Israel. They get there um, and there's a great famine. So, so they, they make this trek, they get to this place that God has promised uh, will be a, a wonderful blessing to them. The land was always a, a key element of this uh, promise between uh, the people and God, uh, and they're in the midst of a, of a famine. So one of the normal things to do whenever you were in the famine is you would go in that area, you would go to Egypt because Egypt had the Nile River. There was a, a better chance that food would be found there. So you see uh, Abram and Sarah, his wife, uh, and they move and go to Egypt to find some relief. And you have this interesting story there uh, of where Abram is nervous because he, he knows, obviously, Sarah, his wife, uh, must be attractive and and desirable uh, by other people, and he's worried that the pharaohs or the leaders will take her uh, as their own, which was a common thing that 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 happened. This was a legitimate fear that Abram would have, and and that they may kill him for it. So he says, "We're going to pretend that you're my sister." Well, knowing that then that nearly gives free reign <laughs> for them to take Sarah. Uh, so he, he lies about that. The pharaohs takes Sarah, um, and God is not pleased, and so sends some, some plagues and, and, uh, and diseases uh, against Pharaoh, and basically um, Pharaoh realizes, okay, I've done something wrong, and then he finds out what it is, and he says, no, you take her back, right? <laughs> and, and, uh, and so Sarah goes back with Abram, but it's interesting uh, one thing that you see about the Bible and that we're going to see as we move forward, Abraham is one of the heroes of the Bible. I mean, he's, he's the, the founder uh, of this people. But the Bible doesn't sugarcoat their humanity. It doesn't sugarcoat their flaws. So many times in history, whenever you're reading history about the past, it sugarcoats things. And especially in that day, uh, nothing bad would have ever have been written about one of the pharaohs. Right? That, that just wouldn't have happened. Well, here, God, right off the bat, is showing a pretty unflattering story about Abram, that he didn't trust God fully, uh, that he lied to, to protect himself. Right? And so we see that, uh, but, but God was still faithful to Abraham uh, and, and made sure that he was going to protect this group of people. And so Abram, uh, they moved back to, to Canaan. Uh, this, I wanted to mention this just really quickly in chapter 13. As they're going back to, uh, to Canaan and, and Abram's family uh, is with him, it says, Abram was very rich in livestock, in silver, and in gold. Um, you know, Abram was a 
well-to-do person in that day, um, that he did have wealth. And I I think it's important. The Bible talks a lot about money, talks a lot about wealth. Um, It it does not discredit people who are wealthy. Um, It discredits loving money over God. And I think that's important because sometimes it we, we kind of live in times where uh, we, we look skeptically at anyone who, who has wealth, or maybe we look skeptically at anyone who doesn't. Uh, wealth is not a determining factor in the way that God interacts with us, in the way that God calls us to make a difference. Uh, and, and Abram is able to use his wealth uh, to make a difference for God. And in fact, it's very obvious that, that Abram is not a lover of his wealth uh, with the, the actions that we are going to see moving forward. So Abram um, goes back to Canaan, and uh, he is with his brother Lot. Uh, and Abram and Lot both have their own kind of families. They're all going together, but they have their own herds and flocks and things like that. And it gets to the point, the land can only sustain so much, and so they need to split apart. Um, and Abram gives Lot uh, the uh, the option, and he's trying to keep the peace because tensions are rising. He's like, no, I'm gonna we're, we're gonna figure this out, and so he gives Lot the opportunity to go whichever direction he wants. Uh, Lot, of course, we we're being introduced to him, to him is kind of a shady character. Um, he looks and looks at the best uh, valley, uh, which incidentally is going out towards Sodom, the city of Sodom. And he chooses to go that way. And he's like, I'm going to go the best path. Uh, and Abram says, all right, you go that way, uh, I'll go the other way. Uh, and it, it's interesting, one of the things that, that God does is God assures Abram that you're still going to be okay. Right? That, okay, it appears that Lot just took the best area. But no, I know what is best for you. Um, and that, there's a there's a lesson to be learned there that sometimes the thing that looks the best uh, just at first glance may not be what God has in store for us. And so we have Lot going off on his own, uh, and that causes some problems. Uh, chapter 14, we see Lot being taken captive. Uh, there's a, a big war in the land and numerous kingdoms going against other numerous kings. Uh, Lot and his family get taken. Uh, Abraham uh, or excuse me, Abram. I'm trying to try to keep that straight at this point. He's still Abram. Um, he he goes to to rescue Lot, and he actually partners, kind of strangely, right? He partners with the king of Sodom uh, because Lot has very unwisely chosen to live in Sodom, uh, and uh, Abram partners, if you will, uh, is an ally with Sodom to go and get Lot, and and Abram does that. Uh, he brings Lot back. Uh, he is offered all kinds of reward, but he doesn't take any of it because that is not why. And it's interesting, Abram says, uh, I don't want you to have any credit for what happened. It was only because of God. And, uh, and so we see, uh, again, Abram not doing this for a love of money. Uh, we are introduced to uh, a, an interesting figure that we'll hit again uh, later on, uh, but the, the king Melchizedek of Salem, uh, he actually blessed Abram. Uh, we, we don't know much about him, um, but we know that he was a monotheist, right? that he believed in one God. And, uh, and maybe he was, he was starting to put together 
hey, this, this man has been called by the one God that, that we have been worshiping. Uh, so there's this connection there in uh, verse 20 of chapter 14. It says, Blessed be Abram of, of the God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be God Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. Uh, and he gave him a tithe of all. Uh, so it's, it's really kind of interesting that there were people there that, that were still seeking to believe in God, to seek the one true God and not uh, multiple pagan gods as so many uh, of the people did. So then we get to chapter 15, uh, and this is kind of just a, a reconfirmation uh, of the covenant. Um, one thing I want to jump out just right there in verse 1. Uh, the Lord says to Abraham in a vision, and Abram in a vision, Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. And one of the phrases that we see throughout Scripture is, Do not be afraid. Which indicates that it's pretty easy to be overwhelmed with life and to be overwhelmed with what's going on around us. It's easy to be overcome with fear. And God is constantly reminding us, do not be afraid. I am your shield. I will carry you through these difficult times. And, uh, and, and God reminds Abram of this. And Abram, even he's, he hears that and he's still trying to work it out. And he, he says, uh, Lord God, will you, uh, w- what will you give me seeing I am childless? Uh, he, uh, he's still asking these questions. He doesn't know. He, he is still fearful. Imagine what Abram must be thinking. He's like, at 75 years old, I left everything I knew. Now I'm here in a completely new place. There's been a lot of things. I've had to fight a war already. Uh, I'm in, in this new place, and I still don't even have children, so I'm not seeing any of the benefits that you have promised me, God. Right? And he's fearful. And uh, God takes him out, and this is the wonderful scene where he brought him outside. He says, look now towards the heavens. Count the stars uh, if you are able to number them. And he said to him, "So shall your descendants be." Uh, you know that that uh, God reminds and affirms to Abram, "No, I will keep my promise." But sometimes it's not in our own timing, and Abram is finding that out, and that's pretty tough. And it's hard to be patient sometimes. And we're going to see next time that Abram wasn't all that patient. So we're going to stop there for today. That gets us through Genesis 15. Uh, For Thursday, I encourage you to read Genesis 16 through 20. Um, And so we will will go all the way up to the birth of Isaac. So hope that you have a chance to do that, and we'll see you on Thursday.